Hello everyone and a warm welcome to a brand new episode of your favorite web 3 podcast Inside the Hive with Fizzy. How are you all doing today? It's glad having you guys listen to this one. Really, really excited for this podcast episode. And if this is your first time just listening to us, I would love you to give us a five star on the Spotify app. And also, don't forget to give us a very nice rating and drop a comment. And don't forget to turn on that follow button. So you get notified whenever we get to like release a brand new episode. So this is episode two for season three. If you guys don't know, this is season three on the Hive and for our first episode i think we had um charlie who's the co-founder of gamers.xyz and we spoke about um web 3 gaming and you know, the inevitable trend in 2024 that's an alpha um fuel podcast if you didn't listen to it i think you should go give it a listen because uh there's some kind of airdrop alpha that's there and you know we did um we got to know more about what gamers that xyz is all about and what they are actually building in the gaming space now i just want to introduce a new feature whereby on, on every episode we get to do a review of the last episode in terms of like statistic so quick one uh, i think our spotify our spotify impressions for the past 29 days has been 3.1k and i think we're always sitting on like 6k to 5k every month that was last year but due to the fact like we went on a break i think it has dropped a little bit but i'm hoping this is going to like increase with you guys supporting us uh we, i think we had like three new spotify followers and we currently have like 25 plays on that podcast episode that's really really small guys i really guys go check out that episode learn more about what charlie said and you know in inform yourself about the gaming space now on today's episode we're going to be having um kenne Bucci, who's a financial trader uh the topic for today is going to be successful nuggets to becoming a profitable trader in 2024 now this was a pre-recorded episode and one thing i found very very interesting about this dude is like he started trading at the age of 17 you know in, in nigeria in africa on our own. i think like the the uh, pressure or the the age whereby people start doing crazy things is really really low like everybody wants to become someone great and he started trading at the age of 17 and it's been a whole long journey for him but he's where he is right now and uh, we're joined by this episode with Bucci and he shared his story shared a lot of tips for you guys that are traders for everyone who is into the finance system and this is one episode you shouldn't miss out on so don't go nowhere guys we'll be right back after this short podcast break from the Salvo NFT marketplace Salvo has shed its skin to emerge as a premier hub for high volume NFT trading and NFT lending our innovative peer-to-peer lending Lending protocol now allows you to earn profits on loans backed by blue chip avalanche NFTs. Meanwhile, borrowers can swiftly obtain funds using collections like the Salvers, Rippers, and Dokio as collateral. We've also implemented a suite of features to supercharge trading, like one transaction bulk actions to place multiple orders in one go, a dedicated pool balance for rapid purchases without needing to set unlimited approvals, and the ability to bid on specific trades. We've transitioned to a point system where your marketplace activity will soon directly translate to rewards airdropped in our valuable art token and more. And as always, art staking grants shareholders the power to claim a portion of 100% of revenues. Join us as we continue to adapt and lead the way in exploring new intersections of NFTs and decentralized finance. 
Salver's metamorphosis speeds ahead, evolving today so you can better invest in the emerging asset classes of tomorrow. Visit salvo.io and experience premier NFT trading and lending today. Salver. Join the Odyssey. Hey guys and welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to like have you guys here. I glad to have you guys still on this podcast episode. And uh, just like I said, we'll be joined by Kenya, who's a trader. Uh, we're going to be talking about successful nuggets to becoming a profitable trader in the year 2024. Now, what's the aim of this podcast? It's just like give you guys pure insight into how to become more profitable while you're trading. And, you know, it's just like a guideline for the year 2024. And the person who's going to be talking about this is no other than Trader Kene. Kene, what's good? How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm doing good, Fizzy. How you doing? I'm doing quite fine. Uh, I was drinking water, guys. Sorry. Yeah, glad to have you on this podcast break. On this podcast, sorry. Cheers to 2024. How are you doing now? What's up, bro? Just me. What's been going on in the trading world? Yeah, um, it just it has been the usual ups and downs. Uh, this year started, this year started quite good. Um, for me personally, you know, trading wise, try last week. Mm. Uh, last week, last week was what week was last week? Yeah, the week of um eighth of January. So mm. that um last week was quite slow. The markets, you know, I mostly trade Euro USD, so um mm. it's just ranging and you know quite confusing for me. And then this week too, um. So far, so good. Nothing at all. Because I just like to, you know, I'll see explaining the ball. Like there are some things I look out for on the market that um, I've not seen personally. So okay. you know, this okay. day hasn't really been that good so far this year. But you know, we just keep pushing and checking everything out. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Love like yeah, like you keep pushing, like you said. So um, like I said, I'm really, really excited having you, you know, come speak on this episode because I've been seeing you making big wins lately with prop firms and all. And just before we get started, I would love to like, you know, you introduce yourself, let them know who you really are. And you know how you got started um with trading. I would love to know about that as well. All right, sure. Um, yeah, so um my name is Kenneth Oyebuchi. Um, popularly known as Trader Kenneth or Trader Kenneth Bucci. So, um, I'm a financial trader. I trade both Forex, crypto, stocks, but I mostly trade Forex because, um, you know, I was, I was actually trading most of all these financial markets on an average scale, like trading them in a balanced manner. But when I came across pro firms, I know pro firms, they only mostly focused on you know, the forest market. So that's mm-hmm. when I just became quite very used to the forest market. And then with the crypto beer markets coming, okay. sorry. So the, with the crypto beer market, coming, um, I just like abandoned crypto futures for the time being. And I just focused on Forex basically. So uh, I'm a financial trader, but I'm sticking to mostly Forex for now. And um, uh, I'm also a tutor and a podcaster myself. So, you know, being here is you know, really mm. exciting for me because I really love to share my insights with everyone. And even if you're just one person that's, and I usually say this, <laughs> even though you're just one person that yeah. hears what I say, 
um, you know, what I say on this podcast and just learn something, grab something. It's really mean a lot to me. So, um, yeah, so I'm also a Twitter podcaster and um, what else? Yeah, I also create content on Twitter. So, um, a lot of trading strategy and um, mm. trading nuggets on my Twitter, both video content, then can I... Oh, can, I, can you hear me? And the likes. So, did I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Oh. Okay, I think you were you were breaking a little bit on my end. That was why I I I stopped at where you said you create content on your Twitter and you tutor. Uh, I didn't get the rest. As I was saying, um, I create content on Twitter where you see uh, on my Twitter page. I create content surrounding trading psychology and even technical analysis for those that um you know you know there are some people that keep asking the type of concepts you trade and everything. So you know. Even on my pin post right now is something related to technical analysis. So basically, my Twitter page is solely for you know trading contents, basically on the likes. So um, yeah, moving on to you know where how, how I started trading. Personally, um, I didn't I didn't see myself trading at all, even from secondary school. Uh, I know people that always had that. Life. A friend of mine back then when I was only in SS3. The guy mm-hmm. about how because you know you you know introduced him to forex and all that. So, but we the other guys, we didn't really you know we just knew something. There was something like forex. I knew that some of us wanted to try it, but at that time the difficulty was that it was not easy to find someone to teach you. So anytime you see someone that you know could teach you anything little at all about trading, it's always it's just like that. So after some time, we all just forgot about it and we just moved on with our lives. Besides that time, I got secondary school in 2018. So it was from 2013, like, just oh, using style to So that... Um, can I, can you... Hello, can you... Uh, guys, I think... Yeah, can you... Man, sorry, like, the network on my end is kind of, like, cocky. That's why. Yeah, okay, no problem. So should I continue? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, guys, sorry. Sorry for the... Breaking. Okay, okay. Apologize. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I was talking about how in the secondary school, yeah. you know, how we all reading and all that. So, from 2019, you know, we just had it in that mind. Me and a group of guys, okay, trading something, we'll try. But uh, I'll tell you right now that all those guys had um, like thoughts with me that we, we might go into it, you know, come 2019. None of them, like, none of them at all. All right, yeah, like, like no, no one is like trading again. Okay, so I'll uh, say, you know, this is just like one of those first territory one that trading is not, um, is not an easy career path. And there are a lot of people that will still fall along the way, even from now. You still see some people that will still later give up along the way. But mm. so one of those nuggets is to not give up. But I'm getting there though. So, um, 2019 was when I now officially became serious with it. It was the end of 2019. The guy from secondary school that um you know told us about his own kind of thing, he started it and you know he was making profits from making money and all that. So um he just like I find thing that looking back now, I won't say he was consistently profitable, but I know at least he had made money, at least he has withdrawn from a broker. So that's um, excitement of oh someone has withdrawn, let's try it out now. So towards so the end of 2019, the guy just helped me a bit, taught me a little bit about how to use MetaTrader. How to calculate lot size, all these kind of things, all these small, small things. How to open a broker account. But as I then, I didn't even know anything about technical analysis. Like I, I just knew 
about MetaTrader, how to buy, mm-hmm. how to sell. And mm-hmm. I, I felt at that point, which was like one of my very big mistakes. So towards the end of 2019, I wanted to start trying out a few things. I'll go to demo accounts, just click buy or sell on any chat I see. Um, I'll be seeing the blues and reds and everything. So um, 2020 came during the pandemic. That's when everything just went full force because everyone was at home. There was nothing to be doing. And I think during that time, I was, you know, I, I tried to, so rather not when I tried, I was actually um into all this um I've forgotten it, like selling the town line, like helping people mm. to recharge their networks, uh pay me all those kind of things. So okay. twenty twenty I you know, yeah, so th- that business I was into it. Yeah, so I was really into it and I was actually getting a lot of customers. So they helping me as a tailor. So as a then at least I was seeing a few profits. I worked as an agent for one guy that had his own, you know, big company that's you know, they get the data in bulk and everything. So I was actually being paid, how much was I being paid every month? I think like 6000 5000 That type of big money to me plus you know, other commissions I get from, you know, bringing the guy, mm-hmm. you know, bringing people to the guy and everything. Okay. I started my own business. You know, that time to me, I was winning. That. I was very, very happy. So, but as 2020 went into full force, then we saw that there was no opening for everyone to, you know, go back to school because I was still thinking we'll resume school. Um, I just said, oh, let me just start this now. This, this, and I just want to be focused on this. So, um, that 2020, a lot of things happened. There are some things that I have memory, uh, I don't have the memory of those things, but I know a lot of things happened. I know that um, I joined the likes of, um, what is his name? I, IML or something like that. And then even Tradera, all these guys, they are like multi marketing company, but they are, you know, they are related, they have a forex course. So they'll just tell you, subscribe monthly, be getting the course, refer people under yeah. you, be getting paid. So it's more like the main, the main source of income is not from the forex trading, it's just from okay. the multi-level marketing stuff. Yeah. So that I, I didn't know. So I got involved with that. So I just thought it was, you know, going around and that's not what I wanted. But um, when I actually got the money to finally like subscribe with those guys, I took the trading aspect serious. You know, the, the guy that um, joined with me, he took the marketing aspect serious. So um, you know, he was really, really taking it like he he was trying to refer people and everything. But he, um, no, I was just telling him, like, yeah, I'm not a marketer. Like, this is something I did to myself. Dude. Like, I didn't have contacts. Everyone of my contacts were just my secondary school people whereby they can't see me. I mean, I know them. They can't register for something like that. And it's not mm-hmm. like all of us that wanted to trade. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, after that, issues came. I just told the guy that he's trading out to do. The guy also told me he would like to try it. But later on, even to now, nothing. So, and uh, him is not always sports. He's not like, you know, this is another lesson. I just you know, teach everyone um, going into, um, you know, when we speak more though, like, you just need to know that I won't like the, the main truth is that trade is not for everybody because there are some psychological characteristics you yourself, you know, that you have that is not even um, compatible with trading. So this guy was someone that he's not that patient. He likes to just get that quick money. Not even, not like he's greedy, but like, Trading is something that he can't be patient with it at all. So he just said that drops it, left it for me. So trading, I was not, I kept going, kept learning a few things here and there. But I knew I was making mistakes. And one thing about me is that I was very stubborn. I, I knew I didn't have enough knowledge, but I was always thinking I did. So I got introduced to cryptocurrency, whereby people were also um, using Ethereum to do smart money contracts. See that mm-hmm. same 2020. And, you know, I got introduced to cryptocurrencies. And then the same thing, the multi-level marketing aspect of it was what 
you know, everything was, was what everything was all about. So I, I wanted to know the whole trading of it, even if not Forex. This cryptocurrency, okay, how does it work? So I started learning about Ethereum. And then as the multi-level marketing thing was going, I was just starting up my Ethereum and everything. And then I saved some Ethereum. That time Ethereum was still around, um, I don't know the rate in dollar, but that time I was more focused on Naira. So it was around, uh, when I first started with Ethereum, it was around 30,000 Naira. That's the one Ethereum was 30,000 Naira. So that time, if you register, the registration fee was always around 2K, 3K. Before you know it, it started increasing because Ethereum was increasing and everything. So mm. that one came. So like this Ethereum that I now had, that's how I started getting my first capital for trading with the way I came. So that's why I, it was very important I started this aspect because when I started trading with the Ethereum, you know, normally I, I plan to hold some of the Ethereum. I had a lot of Ethereum from doing a lot of things relating to crypto. But I just like splashed everything. I wasted everything on trading. Like I blew a lot of accounts. So, um, you know, I, another thing is that, you know, greed got the best of me because that time when I usually fund $10 into um, Forex trading accounts like MC4, I'll just like, um, I'll use, uh, I'll trade, try to trade something like Euro USD and they use 0 0.01 lot size. But then, you know, the first market was, you know, giving little profits. At that time, I was just very greedy. I'll be like, this 0 0.01 is too slow. You know, see this mm. very uh, fast. I'll just end like, you know, $1, $2. I'll be like, I don't like this. The way I last saw, it's something called synthetic indices, though, the volatility, step index, and the likes. So that time, the guy was usually like following up. This guy is like a whole different guy. I just met him when I was looking for people but, to join. But sorry, sorry, it's like cut you short, bro. How, yeah. how, how old sure. were you when you were, when you started trading actually? How old were you? Okay, um, 2019. Okay, I was um, 17. Yeah, wow. 16 going into 17. Cause, yeah. So that's that. At that time, you know, the psychological. Um, aspect of it, like it's just you'll be feeling like even when I was in the other Ethereum, I was feeling like good, like yeah, I'm rich, I have this money, but I just later wasted everything. So, um, you know, I made money then, but at the same time, I still okay. lost it back. So, nice. it's more like at that, at that young age, seeing something like that, it just, it just you know, made me stronger psychologically. I just wow. changed my perspective of how things are basically. But you've been able to like muster so, courage right now to like you know own own thousands yeah. in your wallets. Abby? Yeah, of course not. That okay. time. Yes. That time, like there was yeah, there was only one time, you know, this Ethereum stuff too. There was one Ethereum doubling thing that came out. I remember that time I was just me and my guy would like deposit like one Ethereum. So it's Ethereum was very, very cheap that time. We just deposit like one Ethereum. The next day they'll double it. So they were doubling sites. So we just, knew, after the first time, like they scammed us, we now knew the scope around it. Once you try it out the first day, just let it go, leave it alone. Because people that will just keep joining, those, those are the people that are now scam totally. So, okay. um, so um, yeah. Okay, okay. So like, um, yeah, so to just cut the long story short, during that 2019, I just blew accounts a lot. Synthetic indices, I traded it, but it didn't work out. I just wasted on my Ethereum. Then coming to 2021, um, schools were opening and everything. And that's when I realized that the money I claimed I, I would make during the lockdown, I wasted everything back. And I just found someone that was not able to like guide me. The guy mentored me a bit. Um, that time, the technical aspect of it, he taught me the visual support, resistance, chart patterns, and I was using it and I was actually making money. Okay. So coming into okay. 2021, yeah. So coming into 2021, it was now um, getting better at least. I think so that's 2021 me that I made my first million ball, I was still not able to consistently make good profits. Like it was still off and on, off and on. 
So I knew something was lacking. Okay, I knew something was lacking. So I'll say it was the um I'll say it was the end of 20, 2020, 2021 was when I now got totally serious. I, you know, made sure my psychology was good. I just like, you know, got everything. I just made everything better. Basically, people helped me, but at least I knew it was when I, you know, got to ground zero. I just knew that uh, this was it. I needed to step up my game, become serious with this thing. I just um, stopped beating around the bush because that time I was very stubborn, arrogant. I didn't want to just accept that I didn't have enough knowledge. So I got sufficient knowledge and, you know, yeah, basically just this. Yeah, we are now, 2024. So yeah, that's it. Amazing, amazing. That was quite a very, very long story, guys. <laughs> but yeah, like I got I got some um, very, very um, solid points from what you're saying. Never give up. And, you know, don't try to be full of yourself when you think you know it all. It's, it might just be the beginning of your knowledge. So I'm really, really happy exactly. for how far you've been persistent in your journey. And, you know, that was a very, very, very great um, rabbit hole story of how you got into um, the trading world. So right now, guys, we'll be taking yes. uh, more questions into what it means to be a successful trader for the year 2024. And uh, we, I, I, I'm really surprised, like, you're still a student, right? Yeah, yeah, but I meant to have graduated. I'm a student of Unilag, so I'm uh, my final year, but I meant to have graduated at least last year, at least. But oh, you know, nice. they are slow and everything. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. What's that Unilag slogan again? Make you hype your school for this podcast now. <laughs> no, um, University of First Choice. <laughs> is that is that what you guys used to call yourself? Grades are cockites, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Is it that the the chance? Okay, yeah, great accolades, but if it's for the motto, it's investor of first choice. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah. Student, great accolades. Um, Kenneth doesn't want to hype you guys on this <laughs> podcast. I gave him the opportunity. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to hype you guys. Okay, well, you guys should not come for my That's that's cool. That's cool. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Okay, okay. But what was your parents' um reaction to when you started trading? You know, when you told them you want to become a trader, what was their reaction when you initially told them? Um, um, I remember that time my mom, she was just like, that that stuff, does it work? That she uh, knows a friend of us that you know he has complained about it totally. But okay. then when I now like showed her some evidence that time, she now like supported me. I, I mean, she gave me her laptop that time to be using. There was a oh. time she just abandoned her laptop. To just be using to what, what evidence did you show your like. mom? So she supported me, but after that was that uh, Ethereum time. Now. You know, I had Ethereum, but it was not from trade, you know. So just like showing yeah. her that it's possible to make money from the digital world, something like that, because you know she had her doubts and everything. Okay, so you now showed her Ethereum's yeah. in your wallets, and you showed her some couple yeah. of dollars. <laughs> nice 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 uh, it's it's a normal thing in nigeria where we come from right now from you know our parents should be like you know they are scared of you when you show them some kind of amount of money they're always scared because um it's not a bad thing but i feel like our parents have been programmed like if you're not doing nine to five you can't be successful and the whole world yeah. is actually revolving right now you can be in your home you're making millions of dollars and uh, that's what Kenneth does right from his home. He makes thousands of dollars and we are going to be getting the tips on how to become a successful trader for that in the year 2024. Now, Kenneth, I want to ask you this question right now. Um, In Nigeria, our country right now, um, cryptocurrency yeah. is seen as, you know, 
it's <laughs> it's like it's popping up everywhere. Everybody wants to become a trader right now. Um, what do you think is actually causing this rise? Because you see everybody, right? Everybody wants to go into crypto. Everybody wants to become uh, a future trader. Everybody wants to trade um, the stock market. What really is causing this rise in, in the stuff that we're seeing in Nigeria right now? Um, I'll say the first thing is the fact that people have just accepted the reality that, um, you know, just the usual process of going to school, coming out, getting a job, like is, is hectic now for everyone. And, it's not even as short you make money on this career path. So people are just like worried that they might not have that kind of chance. And they've seen that when it comes to the world, like the financial markets, like it's open to everyone. And if someone if someone is making profits here, it doesn't mean that your own profits will be reduced. You just have to put in the work. Get. So it's more like people have seen that they have, in a way, they, they even feel like they have a higher chance of making it you know, coming into the financial market and going out there to hustle for the usual nine to five job and everything. So I think, you know, based on at least mm. my students, when I've talked to them, ask them, okay, why do you want to do this? You know, they're always like, I'm doing this, but I just feel like it's not enough and all. So yeah, I feel that's the reason. Uh, that's quite true. Like the harsh decisions right now, the economy yeah. is really, really hard. And we see everybody yeah. wants to become a trader. And I'm like, is, it that, is this the only way out? But then, I'm not trying to like, you know, castigate people who are coming into trading. There's lots of money in the cryptocurrency market. There's lots of money in trading markets. If you can just find your niche, I'm definitely rooting for you. Now, I also want to ask yes. you, as a trader in Nigeria, I know it comes with its unique challenges, you know, um, unique challenges and opportunities. How has it been for you? What has been the good side being a trader in Nigeria? What has been the bad side? Has it been hard for we Nigerians getting profit accounts, you know, to trade on? And mm -hmm. oh, okay, yeah. Um, I think the good side. Um, it's not like I, I'm a you know I'm wishing the Nigerian economy bad or something, but personally, I have as you know is this from my own experience. The good side for me is that fact of the way the dollar to naira rate keeps increasing, like because I know that. Yes, it's affecting Nigeria's inflation and you know it's bad for the economy. And this is not like my wish, but it's just the, the reality that we are in. And it just, you know, the dollar scenario just keeps increasing. So personally, I just like the fact that there was a time when I had hundred dollars. hundred dollars was just uh, forty thousand naira. But now hundred dollar is around one hundred and twenty thousand naira, one hundred thirty thousand naira. So that value in naira is just like you know, the value in dollars basically. It's just reduced, it's just increasing. So I, I'll say that's one of the good parts because I know that, um, you know, I can't remember the last time I used my Naira to purchase USDT. It's always the other way around. So, you know, I, I feel that's like one of those good parts, but it's not like I'm wishing Nigerian bad or anything. It's just like the reality we find ourselves in. And, and then another good aspect of trading in Nigeria is the fact that in as much as, yeah, sometimes the industry can be quite toxic with a lot of people coming in with so many... Um, things that can be, you know, distractive for newbies. There's still a very good and genuine connection with most traders in Nigeria. We still, you know, we just relate with ourselves, connect. You know, that is not my own experience. Maybe some people might not have the same experience. We're able to connect. You know, you know, we are like minds. We are trying to make ourselves better. And I only I've learned a lot from people I connected with, and we are all growing together. So yeah, that's that's a good part of trading when it comes to you know Nigeria, basically. And um, the bad aspects, I'll say, um, you know, the likes of when they banned cards, 
and you know ban crypto all these kind of issues that were just causing a few hiccups along the way for we traders you know, it was very very disappointing mm-hmm. and it was more like they are just trying to punish us and all but you know we still found our way we are still pushing we are still going and everything so i'll say these are the good and bad aspects of everything oh amazing amazing i love but we have to I, I love the fact that you were honest with your first points in as much as it's affecting the nigerian economy yeah. The lot of, yeah, of course nowadays is is really really high. I wouldn't like guys. It's something we should we need we need that we need it and I don't know what to say. We need intervention, you know, <laughs> in our economic <laughs> crisis. But this is not something I would love to share on this podcast. Maybe on some other time. But I love your point yeah. and you know yeah the time when they banned crypto and you know we're like if you had any bank related to crypto transactions you could get lan and it was it was really, really crazy but here we are man the government has accepted crypto whether they like it or exactly. not so <laughs> yeah, if I have to ask you one big question right now it is what really was your or what has been your happiest day as a trader what's that day that you were most happiest happiest day, day. Yeah. um yeah it would be it's actually be one of those days I made very good profits um, there was one time in that 2021, 2022, can't remember, time I was really moved fast. Uh, there was a time I traded stock indices, and this is not like a market and Miri family. It's in fact, a recent, I can't remember the last time I traded stock indices. That is the likes of NAS 100, US 30, SPS 500. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't trade them like now self actively, but I know people trade them and everything. So mm-hmm. that time, 2022 or 2022, I can't remember that particular time. Okay. But one of those times where things, you know, the market was very volatile due to all these news updates and the likes. And then when the beer market started coming in. So I can't remember the exact point where, you know, there was a very huge sell that happened overnight. And I didn't expect it. Normally, me, I'm not a swing trader. I just like to sell, take profit quickly. But I just decided to not leave it. Let me just see what will happen. Because, you know, I love to trade myself to entry and just let things go. But I've, like, I've changed my strategy since then. But back then, I'll just trade myself and let it go. And then there was one, I've forgotten that exactly, but one kind of overnight drop that happened. And, you know, I was just very surprised. And I just left the whole thing. And I made, you know, one of the highest amount of money I've ever made, like from a single trade. You know, mm. there's some times where you, uh, uh, yeah, where you accumulate from different trades, you say, okay, I'm growing this account. But oh, then yeah. this particular one, just one trade, you know, it was very, very good. And okay. um, even personally, I can't even remember the exact amount, like from that trade. I know that later on, I just accumulated everything. Like from mm-hmm. all the other trades, and I just say, okay, this account I was able to make fifty percent on this account or this account size, and it's not a small account size because that time too, um, you know, I was not able to add this in my story, but you know, one of the people that helped me with this capital thing. So when I was down, was one of my guys that traded synthetic skinnies. He was always trading, you know, as many minimum of five thousand dollars dead. So he just like gave me a five thousand dollar account to say, okay, take this, try to see how much you can grow with it. So. When I now traded with that, I made some profits that I was able to now withdraw. It gave me part of it, and I took it to Forex back again. So it's more like, I see some synthetic indices as a very good market I can trade because it moves fast. So anytime I make good profits from there, I don't like to overdo that market. The guys with Derek, guys, they take it back for me. So I'll just like take it back to Forex and try to trade. Then crypto too came. Um, crypto, I almost say I made life changing money on crypto, but I know people that did. And, you know, there are some. Trends I took advantage of, like some meme coins. I know I made good money on that one too. So yeah, there's there are so many happy days. So the I know I told you I don't have 
you know, a very good memory of every single thing that happened. But I know that there have been days I've smiled. There have been days where I'll just be like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'll just start a real thing. I just, I'm, I'm tired. Then, you know, you just have to keep wake up the next morning again, go again and everything. Okay. Okay. That, that's, that's quite yeah. nice. I was expecting, it was what I was expecting though. Like for you to be a trader, for you, for you to have a PSA, it should be yeah. one of those days yeah. where you made crazy amount of money or maybe you won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's totally on point. Now, I also want to ask. There, there are a couple of questions I want to ask about um, this trading. I don't really. It's not really my kind of thing, to be honest. I'm not really so versed in trading. Um, this derivative yeah. and um, what you synthetic and just about that's going to yeah. be on the other part of this episode. But what I want to ask you right now is about risk management. I know, and okay. we all know, like risk management is a very crucial skill for longevity in trading and in crypto as always. What's your risk management strategy for you, Kenneth? What's your risk management strategy? Yeah. Um, when I when I was trading with my personal accounts, um, there's a way I usually do it. I didn't have a fixed risk. I just use random lot sizes, but I still make sure that I'll still know how much I'll lose if my stop loss should hit. So around that time, the advantage of it was that um. When, like, I just like to use larger lot sizes on my higher probability trades, and then I'll just use a small lot size when I'm not really sure of that trade. So, but, um, you know, in the long run, I found out that that was not sustainable enough in as much as I made money with it. So, so when I got introduced to ProFems, I know ProFems, when it comes to ProFems, you can't trade it the way you trade your personal accounts. So, you have an overall drawdown, you have a daily drawdown, so you have to know you know, you have to know how you calculate and manage everything properly to make sure that, you know, you have control of the situation in as much as, yes, this is a problem. So, um, I just, like, risks. it depends, though. You know, the problem, how it is, though, let's say, for example, 10% of our drawdown. So, I try to risk 1% per trade, and then I just take a maximum of just one trade per day mm-hmm. during the London session. There's a certain move I look out for, you know, I, I kind of use... Um, Asian range. It's something called accumulation, manipulation, and distribution. So I try to look out for the Asian range, you know, the highs and lows and everything. And I just try to take advantage of it. If I take advantage of it, if it um, knocks me out, I'll just be done for the day. That's it. Like I even trade just London session now. So my risk management is just having that fixed risk per trade, which is either 1% or sometimes I reduce it to something lower, but it's not exceed 1%. So after having that, that particular um, trade, Anything that happens, I move on to the next day. So this way, I can't ever, you know, go ahead. The, like, I can't ever, uh, what is it, so breach the daily drawdown rule. The only rule I've breached is the overall drawdown. So this is something everyone should learn. You know, being able to discipline yourself to not be taking trades too much in a day. The frequency of trades should not be too much. And then it also depends on the type of trade that the person is. Um, scalpers who most likely want to be having a lot of trades per day, but... I'm not, I'm not a scalper. I'll say I'm a day trader, but I still use the smaller time frames to just check out some areas and more. So my risk management strategy is just having that fixed risk per trade. Um, if I lose it, that's it. If I make, if I win, it should be a minimum of at least one in shot two or one in shot three, mm-hmm. which will, you know, if I win on that trade, it should be able to help me recover from my past losses. So I, I'd say that's my risk management strategy, basically. So let me ask you, now, how long did it take you throughout your trading career for you to you know, find this strategy and stick to it because I know you'd have tried a couple of weeks management strategies and before you find yeah, the one that fits your trading style, how long did it take you? Um. Okay, I, I, I'll know. I'll say it was this particular thing I just explained. It started officially last year, mm-hmm. beginning of last year because beginning of last year was when I started taking pro firm serious. 
Um, in 2022, I'll just see them. I'll just let, be like, oh, um, you know, it's something everyone does, but I'm not sure I'm ready for it yet. I was just focusing on my personal accounts. But beginning of last year was when I now got involved with Profem. And then my first Profem trial, you know, the other style I told you I usually do about the lot sizing, I tried it out and I passed the first phase. But when I now found out that I lost the second phase and then I just, you know, reassessed um, the situation, you know, now told myself that, oh, this thing that I'm doing now, it's not like it's not good, but I don't think it's good enough for Profems. And now that I trade more Profems than personal accounts, you know, I'm, I've now just gotten used to this, sticking to one particular risks for every trade and just executing anything I see, I take and everything. So I'll say it took me, you know, from 2019 to now, that would have been like four years to just achieve, you know, to just tell myself that is this particular risk climate strategy I'm using, this mm-hmm. particular style of trading, this particular uh, model, if I don't see this, I'm not entering. So I'll say it took me three to four years to, to like get to this conclusion. Wow. Wow. That that's amazing, guys. Did you hear what he said? It took him three to four years to find a risk management strategy that fits him. And a couple of you just joined crypto trading, and after two, three months, you're not getting it right, <laughs> and you say you want to give up. Like, do you get to see the part of consistency he has been talking about when he started this podcast? He said, Don't give up. Don't give up. And how profitable are you right now? Let's say you take 10 trades. How many trades get to like hit stop uh, loss? Yeah, how yeah. many trades like hit profits? Okay. But my win rate presently lies from history of all the profits I've used. Anyone I mm. pass, mm. I won't show it on my Twitter page one time. The one of Funded Next. I feel uh, Funded Next, that last year, they are the second prop firm I ever traded. So okay. that time they have a very detailed dashboard. I'll just tell you all your trading statistics. So okay. my win rates was just around 30 to 40 percent. That means for every 10 trades, I'll win just at most four. Mm. So that means it's very probable that I can lose six trades like out of 10. Wow. But those four that I'll win, that's my minimum risk reward ratio of one ratio three. Because even on the funding next dashboard, it showed there that mm. my average risk reward ratio was one ratio three point five. So mm. that means anytime I have this trade running. I make sure I just let it hit that final TP because I know that it hitting mm-hmm. that final TP is helping me recover for at least three losses that I just made before. So that's wow. just how you know I'm I'm also a big I'm also a big fan of risk reward ratio. Like I love it a lot. I don't joke with it. I'm not someone that my trade will be in a bit of profit and I'll just close. No, I don't like that. I like to wait for it because my take profit targets, I am setting them there because on the technical analysis side of things, I know why I'm setting it there. So I'm always telling myself that if if I'm really on the right side of the market, the market won't have, you know, price won't have an issue hitting this my take profit target because for it to continue this trend, it has to reach this level. And this is where my take profit is. So if it reverses from this take profit level, due to one reason or the other, then I'm on the wrong side of the market. Either, let's say, my, my SL would have been trailed to break even and I'll just leave with zero dollars or... Uh, it's just reverse totally. I just sit my head and I don't mind because I already know I, I'm, you know, I have like a, have, a win have, rate. You have so backup. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, so I have this. <laughs> so I have this. This is my win rate. And even if I lose three in a row, I'll be like, okay, let me just keep executing what I know. So yeah, my win rate is 40%, basically. Nice, nice. So, uh, guys, after listening to this, I think I'll. I'll be leaving the crypto trading side and be switching <laughs> sides to the forex guys. <laughs> you know, There's a lot of shaking. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh my guy, like you don't need to tell me about trading. <laughs> Even crypto oh. trading has shown me lots of shakes. So, 
this has been a very, very interesting episode. But guys, I think we'll be going on a short break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about diversification of portfolios in trading. And, you know, Kenneth is going to be sharing some of the tips he would love you guys that are upcoming traders to know about. And also how we could, like, use your past trades to, you know, um, effectively review and learn from your mistakes. There's also going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about. But don't go nowhere, guys. We'll be right back after this short break. Hello, guys, and welcome back from that short break. Glad to still have you on our episode two, season three on The Hive. And just if you're joining us right now, we've, uh, we've done a little bit into the title for today, titled Successful Nugget to Becoming a Profitable Trader in 2024 uh, with Trader Kenner, who's Bucci. And, you know, he shared his story how he got into crypto. How long he's been into crypto? He got into crypto at the age of 17, if I'm being correct. Yes. And he's a student at the University of Lagos. Great Akokite. I greet you guys once again. So just like you guys know, we've done a deep dive. And we have a couple of questions I was to be asking him as well. And I want to ask you, Kenneth, just before we went to that show, I talked about diversification. Now, could you like explain yeah. what diversification really is all about? And how important it is in in a trader's portfolio how important is it for all traders to have a diversified portfolio okay yeah um diversification is just um the act of someone dividing his assets into different um should i call them different um, I don't know the word I'll use, but it's more like you're dividing your assets so that you won't put all your eggs in one in one basket. Because when you put your eggs in one basket, and you know, if something happens to that basket, obviously you've lost all the eggs. So it's not advisable to okay, let's say you've made some profits from a certain um profit or maybe your personal account. It's always advised to at least take out some to invest into something that will yield more profits, or at least even if it's not yielding profits, at least it's being saved. So it's more like you see some people saying they love to save um, their USDT in one exchange or they love to save it. You know, it's always advised, okay, use different exchanges just in case. Uh, this diversification can come in many ways. So uh, I'll be sharing one about pro firms too because, you know, we have so many pro firms. Okay. Uh, we all know what happened with Forex funds and, you know, how they are locked now. People lost a lot of funds. So since then, it opened um, the eyes of so many people on why they should diversify their funds into if they want to be funded with pro firms. Even if that pro firm's max funding is $1 million. So max funding means the total amount of accounts you can have in your dashboard or uh, the uh, total amount of accounts they can allow you to merge together even if they say their max allocation is one million dollars it is still not advised to get let's say 1000k accounts or 500k accounts and merge them all together for that one firm yeah you trust that firm yeah they're giving payouts but what if something happens everything about the financial market is risky so it's just like you manage your risks you're also trying to control the situation with your funds if it's for pro firms you can get um, a lot of pro firms 
Um, then if it's for your crypto portfolio, I know uh, back then when I was very active with trading the spot markets, I know that I've always like, like, oh, I can't use all my money to buy just one um, token. I have to like buy a bunch, which I obviously have done my research on them. And then after doing that, I'll just wait and see what they do. At least even if one does not give me what I want or one doesn't really, you know, one disappoints. At least it's not everything that disappoints. So it's still the same thing with that. Um, you know, that win ratio of everything I said, if you, if you, you know, if you know what you're doing, I invest like 10 assets at once. If four, three, just, you know, give you profits out of the 10, they should still be able to help you recover from the losses that the other six gave you. So it's still like that kind of thing. Basically, this whole diversification thing is just like, you know, the whole trading thing. So it's just in this one, I'll, I'll say it's one when it comes to personal finance. So it's not one, you know, something that you can learn while you are learning trading. It's something you just have to learn as, you know, as you're making money, as you're growing in the financial landscape. You just have to know that your personal finance is important and diversification is one of those things that will help you, you know, get the most out of your personal finance. Okay, so diversification is very, very important. So if you guys are just listening to it, know that you might need to, just for, you know, to be on the safer side, you need to like diversify. And in the crypto world as well, we also do diversification. You know, you don't just have to like own just one asset because your bag could be down on this certain token and the other bags could be rescuing you. Just take for instance, right now I have Avalanche. I could also have like Solana. I could also hold a little bit of Ethereum. So, you know, it's just like diversified um source of trading. So I want to ask again, Kenneth, um, the reflecting on past trades, you know, I said I was gonna ask this question right there before we went on the break. Reflecting on past trades, how often do you tend to like reflect on your past trades? You know, you see a trade, you did really well or you did bad. How often do you go back to your trade and be like, okay, let me look at what I did? Is it something you do quite often? Um, um, kind of in a way because um, there's something I won't normally preach to people a lot. And you know, one thing about you know, if you check my posts, all those my GM messages, every single thing I share there, I as I give the advice to my audience, I also take the advice and I try to you know work towards it. So um, um, there's difference between reflecting and being attached. All right, so reflecting is just okay. You journal this trade, right? And you've seen where you made that mistake. You've seen because obviously the market is not wrong. You're the one that was wrong at a certain aspect. For you know, as much as there are some losses that aren't your fault as a trader, you know, that one is like a whole different story entirely. I've only held the space on it. But you know, most of the losses you make, the majority are usually your fault. And obviously the market just did what it wanted to do. So um, yeah, in this in this aspect, when you make those losses, yeah, you just have to reflect. Go back, ask yourself, why did I make this loss? What happened here? Um, and you know, how can I get better at it? You know, there's something I, I usually, you know, there's a technical term I am accustomed to inducement. So especially trades whereby, and even my Telegram community know this. So the time I sent a signal to them, a GBUSD buy signal, and you know, the trade hit itself and still went away. So when that kind of thing happened, just so that you've been induced. So when that thing happened, I just told them that, oh, I my mistake was that I didn't note the right inducements on a proper time frame. I saw a level I felt was the inducement on the M30 time frame, but it still like it still hits me out and went away. So when I went to H1 and I realized that oh, the main inducement was on H1 and I, I should have used the H1 time frame. So that that's like reflecting. 
I told them this was my mistake. And then during my Saturday breakdown video, I explained to them what I should have done and what I'll start doing from now on. So that's reflecting. But then when it comes to being attached, you see people just reminiscing on what they should have done from that trade, how much they would have made. And that kind of thing can build up some kind of um, <clears throat> negative emotions that now want to make people reverse trade. You know, do not keep, you know, let's say, even when it's not the time for them to trade, they'll be like, they want to make that money that they lost on this trade. Uh, you know, one, one thing I've been induced is that it can be very, very frustrating. It can be very, very frustrating. So it's more like you. So when. Sorry about that. So, like, it's when the um, when people are induced most of the time, okay. you know, it can be really, really frustrating. Yeah. So um, I'll just say that, you know, reflecting, that's what I also explain is how to reflect. Tell yourself, okay, I made this mistake. This is what I'll do from now on. I'll get better. But when you are being attached to that trade, you are always. Feeling like you should have done better, beating mm-hmm. yourself over it, and it's not good at all. So, um, yeah, so I'll say I reflect on my trade, but you know, I don't be attached too much. I just say oh, this one has gone, but what did I do? Okay, this is it. And I just try to make sure, you know, make sure it does not repeat itself the next time. Amazing, amazing. I, I there's one thing you said like running away, there's one word you made like running away. You know, it's good when you lose, you go back and reflect on your loss to know what cost it. And you know, when you win as well, you could also go back and be like, oh, let me see what they actually do here. You know, you could have done something you had no idea about and it influenced the trade that um, you got. So I want to ask again, um, we all know like trading, it's not, they say trading is not for the weak. Let me ask you that question. Is it true? In a short summary. <laughs> of course. Of course, it's not for the weak. Like, just like I said, a lot of my guys give up along the way. So it's not for the weak at all. Okay. <laughs> so if you're listening to this right now, you want to become a trader, um, can I have said it? He has he has like uh, supported the fact out there that trading is not for the weak. How would you say um the mental aspect is, is, is actually comes into play in trading? You know, like how do successful traders tend to like maintain that strong psychological resi- resilience when they are trading? You know, because I know like um you could Sorry, guys, you could be like in a trade and you're in a loss and it could make you overreact or I don't know how they say it. Is it revenge yeah. trade? The hell is what they call revenge. Yeah, yeah. You lose a trade and then you go back because you are trying to make it back at the market. So how do successful traders tend to like, you know, maintain and build that resilience and that mental aspect that is needed in trading? All right. Um, yeah, uh, this reminds me, even earlier today, a student of mine came to me, he explained to me how uh, because the London session happens during 8 a.m. our time, which is you know morning hours, and then New York session comes in the afternoon around 2 p.m. and you know going into 10 p.m. So um, when we wake up in the morning, yeah, I mostly I like the London session over New York because based on how I review my trades and j- my journaling and everything, I found out that I have a better way between London than New York. So I started sticking to in London, and it has been good for me so far. So like um, the guy was complaining now. Um, he'll make money in London and then lose it all in New York. So and I told him to just focus on London alone. He shouldn't be, um, you know, what was wrong with him is just greed, basically. He just wants to, like, um, you know, make some more profits in New York and then New York will be taking it back from him. So he should have just, you know, been satisfied with the profits he made in London and just leave New York alone. So well, the question you asked is a very good question because this is something a lot of traders face. Mm-hmm. Um, concurrently, even after they listen to the sound of my voice right now, it might not still be easy for them to still adapt and make those changes. When they make, you know, when they make that mistake of um, being attached to trades, they want to 
reverse trade. Yeah. So I think um, one of the ways I usually do it is that, firstly, I just tell myself that not being on a trade is better than losing a trade. So that means that even if going into New York, you are looking to reverse trade or try to make money from the money lost from London, Okay, you're, because once you have the reverse trading is that you won't even see things clearly. You just want to take a trade and make profit. So you won't want to calm down to say, okay, is this my setup? Is this what I know? You just see a candle moving. They just want to execute. So I'll say that uh, one of the things that help traders be resilient, you know, this goes to is the first thing is that personally, on my own personal perspective, is the fact that I know where I'm going to, and I've seen people, there are people I look up to, and I know how much they're making, and I want to be like them, and even do more, and do better. So anytime this kind of setbacks come to me, I'll just be like, oh, I know where I'm going to. I'll just relax, keep on, you know, following through with the plan, keep on pushing. I know where I'm going to, I keep on showing every day. And then when it comes to the aspect of that reverse trading, whereby traders are not able to control their emotions, I'll just say they should try their best to just stay away from the market, find something else to do, find something else to distract. For me personally, I watch a lot of movies. I play um, games on my phone, video games, different things that will just distract me from my chats. And it has gotten easy. I don't need these things to distract me again. I can just easily sleep. I can easily go on Twitter, catch crews and everything. But there's some people that they really need to fix it up. So I'll just say, at least start distracting yourself with something else because some people are addicted to the chats. Now it's another thing entirely. Being addicted to it, and you know, too much of everything is not good. So it's the same thing with trading. Being addicted to want to trade, there's a queue. They just want that trail. That's they don't want to hear that meta trader sound. Those kind of things are not also good. You know, you know, it's, it's not like they didn't say the rule of trade is not that when you trade a lot or the, the higher the frequency of your trade, the more profits you make. No, that's why we help you say less is more, less is more. What they simply mean is that you don't need so much amount of trades to make so much money. One trade alone can change your life. One trade alone can make enough profits that you'll be done for the week. You see some people even catching crows, you see that ah, this profit I made, I'm done for the year, all this kind of stuff. Because they know that they are actually, I'd rather choose one trade that can give me a one ratio five, meaning, um, you know, based on that risk management thing I explained before, it can give me one ratio five that I know that I'll make five times of what I risk than me choosing five different trades that will give me one ratio one, one ratio one, one ratio one, one ratio one. Like, I don't like looking at too many charts at once. Once I see my setup on one pair, I'll just focus on that pair alone. Then if I miss it, it's gone. Okay. Uh, in a way, I wasn't thinking it's like a bad habit, but I'm okay with it now. You know, there's sometimes I'll just focus on, let's say Euro years, it'll give me something. I'll just be watching Euro years, you know, following it up. I'll set my ladder waiting, you know, just patiently to pounce. And then let's say I now miss it or it went against me. I'll not check on all my other pairs that I usually trade. And I'll see that a, a cleaner and better move happened there. And as me, I traded those ones instead or looked at them. I would have caught them instead of EU. But later on, I just let go. I just know myself, I don't mind. Okay, because it has its good size, it has its bad size. So so just round up the whole thing. Um just traders just understand that they need to distract themselves from something. And you know, you taking so many trades does not mean you make so much profits. You know, just find that one trade that'll be a quality trade, quality work quantity, execute it and let it run. So uh, yeah, that's what I'll say for this. Nice, nice. Thanks for that. So I want to ask you, Kenny, how many trades do you make in a day? What's the limit? Do you have a maximum number of trades you make in a yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. So how many is it? Yeah, of course. Um, two, just two at most. It's like um, if I if I lose the first one, I try the next time. I try the next one. And if I lose both of them, I'm done. But if I lose the first, win the second, good. 
But then if I win the first, I'm not even trading again. Like I'm always happy to be done for the day. I don't know. Another thing why I didn't even I let I let go of New York is that you know New York session is during the afternoon. And me, since you no, know, that's why I was saying that trading also, you know, correlates with your personality. Since when I was in secondary school, once it's already reaching the afternoon time, 2 p.m., 3 p.m., I'm already tired of everything I've been doing throughout the day. So from London, I've seen something I've executed, or even if I miss the trader, I'm just looking at chats. Once it's reaching 11, 12, I'm already tired. I'm already thinking of going to do something else, watching a movie, relaxing or something. So, um, yeah, just two at most. And even with the way I've now gotten used to London session, uh, nowadays it's just one. So you can see, you know, it's just pondering on that quality of quantity factor. I'm just looking for that one trade that can give me a very good reward ratio that I can just make out of the market from just one trade. So that's how I do it. Mm, nice, nice. So you just take two trades and... If you make the first one, it's not good. You will not go again. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I said if I if I lose the first one, I can actually try again. But if I win that first one, I'm not doing it again. I will always <laughs> feel like if I go for the second one, just like what my students was saying, the markets were just yeah. taking from me. So I, I just let go for the okay. day and then go the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So you, you've, been, you've made mention about students. Student. You have an academy. Tell me more about your academy. Yeah. What do you do in your academy? Um, is uh, in the past, like 2021, I branded it in name KB's Trading Academy. But uh, of recent, I didn't brand it that way. I just made it my personal brand, Kenneth Bucci KB. So, this Kenneth Bucci brand, um, I, I have a course, a uh, full forest course, a technical analysis course. I was there a boot camp in October. Uh, so far, so good. The students have been doing quite well. At least I know that a lot of them that didn't even know. Um, some things about trading, they you know they got their eyes opened, and you know nowadays I just don't really want to bring in too many people. I just like to focus on those people that are serious with it. I even saw my students that even after they join, they will just leave the whole thing, and I don't really like that because I want to be that. But when the, another thing that motivates me when I see some of these people I look up to, you know they are changing the lives of people. These people are withdrawing from problems like. Sometimes I just want that. So I just want someone to, to show me a screenshot that, oh, because of this thing, it taught me, I withdrew money. Because, ah, it's, always, it's, so, it's, so, it's so sweet. It's those people, you know, those that are not teaching, you don't understand the joy. Well, those of us that teach, you understand that joy when someone just tells you, oh, thank you so much, you changed my life, this one down. So I'm, I'm also looking for that. Okay, so I have that for first course, which um, I have a sales page for it. So I, the academy is no more branded academy, just my personal brand. And then, if anyone wants to, you know, reach out to me for it, they reach out to me. I send them the link. They check it out. If it's something they want, fine. If it's something they don't want, or they will say get, they will get back to me or something like that. So, you know, everything is just on that sales page, basically. Okay, okay, okay. So it's just like you, you're doing your thing. Do you have people that you work with? That is like um, trading bodies or something. You no, know, like in your academy, like people that assist you, or you run everything by yourself. Okay, no, I run everything myself. And um, I'm looking to, like, at least take some of the students, make them something like um, assistants and other, but not yet, not quite yet. I, I still feel personally that I can hold the thoughts. Although okay. some people have advised me, try and find help. But I'm just like, I actually, I feel I can still hold on to it. But we'll just see, sure. We'll see. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, let me ask you this question right now. Um, we know like AI and everything, as you know, is now in the game. It's not in real life. You can use yep. AI in different places. Do you use AI tools for 
trading or advanced tech tools, you know, it's like getting an edge in trading. Do you use any of those? Um, not yet, not at the moment, but I'm actually looking to do that. You know, there's only one of my um trading bodies, like one of my guys, we've already told ourselves that this year there's a certain amount of money we'll make. We'll look into creating a trading robot, something that will be making that passive income for. So this is one of those things I explained about diversification. Not that we won't be trading with ourselves as usual, because obviously that trading yourself, there's a joy that comes with it that nothing else can give. So, but, you know, we will still look into that aspect of trading robots, AI, because those things are coming up and they also make people money. It's just for you to know how to do it, okay? So most people doubt those things, but me personally, anything that can give me money from trading itself, I just want to know how to do it. Let me just at least, you know, check out, check it out and see how it is, okay? So uh, yeah, not yet, but I'm looking towards it. That would be that would, that would be great. You know, I'd love to see. I know like people are trying to use it right now, you know, using those kind of tools, like in getting an edge. So if you have yeah, the opportunity to use it, guys, don't 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 look down at all. Kenya wants to use it when he has made a certain amount <laughs> of money. Now, what's your biggest loss, Kenya? What's the biggest loss in the crypto markets? Well, as how much has it? Been? Um, my biggest loss, um, generally, I'll I'll say is in yeah yeah it's a big crypto because I I wanted to like look at both forex and crypto which have I made the most losses, but forex I can't even measure it because. During that time, I blew a lot of accounts. So in total, those accounts I blew plus the term and everything should have reached a total of five hundred dollars calculated then. But I, I know that there was a time there was a, like all this crypto stuff just from one particular amount of money or one particular trade or one particular that would be the highest would be one thousand and something. Whereby a friend of mine, both of us just like researched on one project. We just found him on Telegram. Just okay, let us try it. We put the 1200 or so, and then I've mm. forgotten what happened. They said something about staking and all that, you know, this trustful stuff. So we tried it out only for the next week. We just came, we just saw like red everywhere. The money was nowhere to be found. I think it turned into like for something and it was still dropping, dropping. Uh, that trustful let's observe. I think I still have that wallet, so I'm not sure, but it was really disappointing. And, um, you know, it's something we, we thought was going to go well at least. So I say I'll say that my yes. I've not even lost that. You know, there are some people that you come across, even mm-hmm. some of my students, they tell you they've lost as high as five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. In my mind, I was always like that amount of money, losing that amount of money, like you know, when you are losing, mm-hmm. didn't it, you know, didn't you like come to your senses at some point and be like, Oh, I'm tired of this. Because I know that me, if I lost some you know, that amount of money that that they are calling, like all those. 5,000, 10,000, <laughs> I'd have lost my mind. So, like, that 1,000 alone, self, you know, was already devastated. So, I'm always, like, wondering how they have felt for these people that lost up to 5K, 10K. But these people, maybe they had enough money to risk. But I don't know. I just know, personally, I've always been, um, um, I've always been, what is this word? Like, I've always been someone that is loud about risk management. Even when I didn't have this strategy of fixed risks and all that, I just knew that there's a, a certain amount of money you should be, you know, leaving out for some things like this and then okay. just leave the majority of it to get so um, yeah. yeah i'll just say that, that was the highest amount that was the highest amount 1k dollars that's close to like that's close to like 1.3 million right now but i know that i know you yeah. didn't lose it right yeah, now that, but... that time. <laughs> yeah that was yeah that time it was around 500 and something k so um, it wasn't as it said yeah 
Amazing. Which of you guys here could lose 500k and not lose your mind? But 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 like it's a normal thing. Don't don't mind me, guys. Like in the crypto world, we see lots of guys <laughs> get liquidated millions of dollars, five hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Like I'm speaking with you guys right now. I entered a trade and I'm in loss. So it's a normal thing right now. I'll definitely get back to my win. So I want to ask you, Kenneth, okay. what are some tips you could give out to newbies or traders who are just getting started? <laughs> into you know becoming better and you know getting that skill really really right what would be some skills or some tips you'd love to share to them yeah um this is something i usually share um, on any any space or any event i speak at um the first thing is that in especially when it comes to forex trading there's a certain manner that people should actually be learning it because i know that when i was learning I scattered, like, you know, the different topics and subtopics within Forex trading. I learned it in a scattered way. And then I noticed that mistake. And when I was creating my course, I made sure it was arranged properly. You know, when I found that proper syllabus, I was very, very happy. So there's a, there's a certain manner in which you should learn trading, like the trading technologies, the basics and the advanced and everything. So um, even if the person wants to try out YouTube, there's still a certain, um, you know, syllabus that the person should follow. I feel that is in you know, the best way to arrange how to learn these technologies from trading. So, but I can't really remember everything, but basically the person should try to learn at least what currencies are, currency pairs, what's PIP, uh, how to calculate PIPs, how to calculate lot size, how to use MetaTrader, how to, you know, know the correlation between lot size, PIP and dollar, you know, these kind of things. And then learn things like leverage, spread, um, swap fees. You know, these are things that even someone that's, claims to be profitable, might just see something like this and it will still shock him. So you see that there are some things that not like they are not important, but maybe you didn't learn it along the way. I, I missed it. So later on in your trading journey, you now come across it and it will come as a shock to you. So these kind of things, I just feel it's something that everyone should learn. So the first advice is try to learn trading in a certain arranged manner. Don't scatter it. You see some people learn ten analysis first before they go to what's MetaTrader. That's just a scattered method. Just learn the meta trader first. At least know what the demo account looks like. Turn around with the buttons, know the interface and all. Then you now go on to learning your maybe fundamental analysis, technical analysis. And then when it comes to technical analysis, this one is where a lot of you now, you know, get it confused and they just make a lot of mistakes. First things first, there are some basics of technical analysis that still work. Okay, but people like to look down on them. So uh, you know, you see this is something called smart money concepts and the advanced concepts of trading. When I started trading it, I'd already made enough money with even support resistance, chart patterns. And there's some people that have been on my Telegram channel since as far back as 2021 when I started it. And they know how I usually trade trade back then. I was not this one that was always talking about um, inducement, internal liquidity, but now I know these terms and I'm using them. But you you now ask yourself, how was I able to like fine-tune them and you know, do them in a way that I combine them with what I already knew from my usual chart patterns that I was trading and everything. So these are this is this is something that every trader will have to pass through at some point in his trading path, whereby he just has to know that okay, this technical analysis of a thing is not that easy to grasp. And uh, there are so many concepts out there. But if you know what you're doing, you can combine different things together and find your own thing and then just stick to that thing. So after learning, even if you're learning everything about smart money, if you're learning everything about ICT, still find one thing that you are most familiar with. We call it entry models. You can find some two or three entry models you love. 
backtest them properly, make sure you are used to them. Okay, so my point is just that whichever concept of trading or concept of technical analysis you are learning, make sure you backtest it for confidence. So you build confidence and tell yourself that anytime I see this setup, anytime I see this model, anytime I see this particular thing, I'm risking my money on it and I'm not scared to risk my money because I have confidence that it works. And even if you hit a sell, that does not mean it does not work again. That's one thing people make mistakes with. It just means that you know, normal thing, the market moved and it hits your stop loss. So just move on to the next trade and still execute what you know, not try to change strategies or saying, oh, I've lost so much with this concept. Let me change to another person's concept. So that technical analysis mm -hmm. aspect makes a lot of newbies confused, okay? The basic things still work. The support resistance chart patterns, they still work. The trend lines, they still work, okay? And even if that was what you learned at first and you want to come into SMC, is a way you can combine both of them to work for you, but that would be something that someone has to find out because me, that is what I do. I combine them basically. There are still times I still say, Oh, look at this trend line. Also, this thing broke out, you know. Even when people think I didn't do that, because sometimes when I share my chart, they just see only one line and they think that you know that's just in one line I drew mm. before then. I still do a lot of kind of rough work before, but then I'll just end up with just that one line. Okay, so those rough work I'm trying to say now is that I still use some of those support resistance concepts and lens. So then that's for the technical analysis aspect. Then for the fundamental analysis, just know that as a newbie, stay, staying away from news trading is just the best thing. Before you enter a trading day, make sure that there's no news updates for that day. If there's news updates, try your best to close every trade before that news updates, either in loss or profits. Then okay. if um, you find yourself um, during that news update, let's say the news is already fast approaching and your trade is just raging, just close the trade, nothing is there um, because it's better to close that trade in whatever you, you are seeing than to just, you know, be exposed to the news and you'll just be disappointed because the news can be very, very rough for those that don't know how to trade. So for fundamental analysis, I'll tell our advice newbies to stay away from news trading for the time being. At least just be watching how the candles are moving. Watch how the um, news updates like CPI, FOMC News, um, NFP, even though they are fake crypto markets too. So when those news updates come, you just have to watch how the candles behave during that period. Watch how the volatility happens and then just watch from the sidelines at first. Every time you can get experience. Me personally, it's only three times last year that I was actually involved in news training. And those three times, I won my trades on them. You know, news doesn't really change the direction of the markets. All it does is just create a lot of volatility, um, you know, just um, fake out in different places to just take out traders and then just start going in a certain direction. So those three trades I won last year, they are trades that they were already in profits, but I was looking to, you know, I was on the right side of the market. So I was looking to, you know, take advantage of the news for the news to move faster to that might take profit. And that's what happened, okay? Now that comes with experience. And because I knew back then that I was on the right side of the market, that's why I left the trade open. But I see times where I still stay away from the markets when you know, news is coming. So newbies should stay away from news, please. And then the final one about psychology experiment. I've talked about my experiment strategy, but you know, you just have to know that coining out from what I said with that, um, coining out things from what I said um, before we went on the break, you just have that fixed risk. Know okay. your risk to what you show. You know, this, this is something that can help you build a profitable trading system. And then for the psychology aspects, just, you know, there are a lot of things, okay, I can't really say it, but my biggest advice is to just keep showing up. Don't give up. Like I said from the beginning, show a lot of resilience. Even when it feels like everything is falling apart, just so that there's always another day for you to show up and try to do something. Either make yourself better, 
learn what you already know, backtest what you already know, or just practice and everything. So yeah, that is just everything about what our advice newbies to just do this year. Thank you. Thank you very much for those successful tips. If you guys don't know what they said, they said stay away from news trading. If you're new into crypto, don't give up. Always keep showing up. That's one of my mantras. Since last year, keep showing up every day. Consistency. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people think it's easy. It's not easy. Whatever you choose to do, you have to prove to yourself that it's worth it in the end. You know, you got to keep showing up. I've seen a lot of people's story change last year just by being so consistent with what they're doing. And to be honest, I'm doing my own right now by putting out podcast episode every week, recording every week, showing yeah. up every day. And definitely I know that big win is coming. Now, we'll be, well, yeah. I'll be asking just one more question and it's just a, a very short one. Do you think, or how important do you think community is? Is it something that is a must or something you can you can do with that community? Within just one minute, can never sure. have much time, to be honest. Of course. Um, a community is very, very important. I usually tell people that if you have a group of like-minded people that, um, that have the same vision with you, you can grow with them. You guys can just learn with, you know, learn from each other. Um, it's just like peer-to-peer -peer mentorship. It's not that the community is very, very important. So whatever sphere of life you find yourself in, then in trading, is very, very important. So I always say this. So um, have a community or you can just connect with people on Twitter or whatever social media you find yourself on. Connect with people and, you know, just try to rub minds with them. Yeah, it's very important. Okay, thanks for that. So if you listen out there, community is important. Try to find a clan Clients, clients, sorry, what's wrong with me, guys? Try to find a community <laughs> out there. Try to find a clan that will help you build yourself. And I think we've come to the end of today's podcast with Kenair, which was started about successful nuggets on becoming a profitable trader in the year 2024. Do well to share this podcast to your friends. Do well to give us a follow as always. And just before we wrap up this episode, Kenne, we have what we call a Ask Me Anything segment. It's just like a one-minute uh, time where I get to ask you questions outside of crypto, outside of um, uh, trading, and it's just like we're getting to know you. Are you ready for this? Yeah, sure. Okay, guys, welcome to today's episode of Ask Me Anything with Kenne. So, Kenne, a PS5 or an Xbox, which would you pick? PS5. Ah, nice. Are you a PC gamer <laughs> or more of a console gamer? Console. Ah, console, okay. You know, oh, Kenneth yes. is not a PC gamer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not no, into no, PC games. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> Just console. This guy is, is missing. So what's your favorite console <laughs> game right now? Uh, That is like the game itself, not yeah. the console. Uh, the, the game itself, yeah, the game itself. I... I will lie, I don't play much. I mostly play FIFA, so I'll just say FIFA. But maybe okay. I can just add the likes of um, God of War, all those kind of games. Okay, amazing, amazing. So anyway, I see you. I'm challenging you to a FIFA match in any of state we get to that. Yeah. What's your favorite country to visit? Uh, oh, I'll say London. I've always wanted to go to London. Ah, London. That's and... okay. Okay, okay. And what's your favorite gen of music? What's your kind of music? Mm, hip hop, hip hop, and pop. Both of them, at least based on my Spotify rap. That's what they said. Hip hop and pop, both of them. So, ah, okay, okay. So, guys, you guys know what Kenny like. He likes hip hop 
and rap. So that was a very, very interesting one. I got to like learn stuff from you. And guys, we've come to the end. Like this is the official end this time around. Just but before we wrap up, do well to give us a follow on X at Inside D Hive. And also follow us on all social media pages. That's our um official handle inside with the letter D and Hive. And follow me at that underscore techie boy. Don't forget to turn on notifications on the Spotify app. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating after listening to this podcast. And don't forget to share to your friends. Kenneth, could you share your social media handles just in case people want to reach out to you, people want to join your community and you get into your clan? All right. Uh, my Twitter is Animus, Trader Kenneth underscore. Trader Kenneth underscore. Um, then uh, I'm active. Okay, Telegram. My Telegram mm. community is just t.me slash that's forward slash KB setups. So okay. uh, t.me forward slash KB setup. That's my Telegram community. Uh, what else do I use? I think that, that's basically much. Just I'm usually active on Telegram and Twitter every single day. Every single day. And then my podcast, Everything Finance. You can just search it on Spotify after listening to this, Everything Finance. Learn some finance nuggets too as well. Yeah. Amazing. So guys, give Kenneth's podcast a follow as well. What's the name again? Everything Finance. Everything Finance. It's on Spotify. Go and check it out. Let's support our trader, Kenneth, as always. And Thank you. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Kenneth, could we, could we put out a giveaway? We put out a giveaway to that's, the community. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I give away profem. So yeah, sure. Um, ah. We'll make it... Okay, let's let's make it three, three times ten k accounts. Woo, guys, we've got ten k in three places. Prop firm accounts to share out on the X. Would you be there? Yeah, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ken. Already there, <laughs> and I no hope problem. you get to become a badass trader. But what what's your financial target for this year? Like, what's your financial goal? Do you want to talk about? Do you want to mention it before we wrap up this podcast? Um, I wish you were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, minimum of at least five hundred k funded. That's Woo. my goal for this year. Let's yeah. fucking go, guys! Five hundred k before the end of the year. We'll definitely come back to it by December. We're going to do a recap episode, definitely, and would love to hear your story as always. So, till I come your way, guys, yeah. next time. Bye bye, and thank you for listening.